Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. Today is Friday, September 8th, and we are in the last... You pull up the full calendar to see what the date is? Well, I just, like, saw it, and I was just, like... It's okay. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. I'm just... Clicking around. Uh, we're in the last month, like, last 25 to 30 games of the season. We're in the, the last stretch. You know what's crazy? We that can I see was, the finish line. That I was thinking about yesterday, the other day? We started this podcast in the off season. Yep, we started it in like November. We're almost, almost done with a full season. Yep, that's pretty wild. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We kind of are coming up on a year. We are. It's crazy. You want you want to also know what's wild? The yeah. Mets play. Uh, the Mets play the Phillies on October first. So the Mets are playing October baseball this year. That's a good point. So the so key when take key takeaways when anyone says anything to you about the Mets, I need you to just. Reply immediately with "We played October baseball this year." We did. They, they can't true. deny that. This is true. I really need to check the Yankees schedule now and see if they play a game in October. We're gonna check that right now. It's we're very gonna, important. We're gonna check that right now. It's very important. And I think everyone they does. play the Kansas City Royals. Damn! If they if they didn't play that game on the first, I would have been like, "Well, I mean, we played October baseball and you did." Yeah, I think I think everyone does. The I Red Sox do too. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. You can still use that. I think that's allowed still. We played October baseball this year. We will be playing. We're, we're basically in the playoffs. Oh, yeah? Basically. Do you ever, like, do stuff, and then you immediately are like, why did I just do that? Uh, Like, probably, like, half the things I do on a day-to-day basis. Okay, good. So, so today, right, story time. Sitting in my car. I like to have lunch in my car, okay? it's It might be weird. People might think it's weird. I like to have lunch in my car. I don't like being around people when I'm eating. I think it's weird. Do you put the your phone up on the dash or, or on between the wheel so you can watch the YouTube videos? I do. I, I set my phone up with my nice Criminal Minds, whatever I'm watching. That's right now sick. it's Criminal Minds. Watch my watch my show, and I sit there, and I have my lunch. You get out there. It would be, it would be cool, you but it's, it's hot. Don't like it sitting in, you know, but it's okay. Okay. Anyways, I'm in my car on my lunch break, mm. having lunch, and I noticed I got a little dead skin on my finger. So I was like, all right, let's get some of that off. And I have a knife in my car. Oh, no. So I was like, let me just see if I can just, you know, like scrape some of this dead skin off. Like, it's gross. I kind of took a chunk out of my finger. Oh, God. It's not like a huge one, but like if you put your finger over it, you can feel it, feel it, feel it. Yeah, that's definitely a chunk. Yeah. So, I'm surprised you didn't bleed, though. No, not at all. Didn't bleed. Got a lot of skin. Got a lot of layers. How many layers? Jake, do you know how many layers of skin we have? Uh, four. I think it's like 30-something. I don't know. Looking it up. Your epidermis. You definitely took the epidermis off. It's definitely 20-plus. How many layers of skin do I have? You're not going to like the answer, Zach. Okay, it's three, apparently. Let's go. I was so... You said... 30? I thought there was like a shit ton. All right, whatever. I only got through two layers, I guess. But right after I did it, I sat there and I was like, why the fuck did I just do that? Like, that was so dumb. Um, yeah, the knife in the finger is not a great sign. I do, I'm telling you, I do it all the time. I just sit there and I was like, why did I just do that? The brain was not functioning at full capacity when that mm-hmm. happened, so. Mm-mm. But the hindsight is always twenty twenty. Always, at, right after I'm, I always come to the realization that it, that it was stupid. I mean, at least you can at least you can 
reflect on that decision. It's true. And say that it wasn't a smart one. Mm. That's the biggest takeaway here. Mm. So, so, so how you been doing? Uh, good. There's just not a lot of baseball, so I figured, you know, we get into good, some good conversations. There's some good conversations flowing here. There are some interesting baseball things, though, um, that I want to talk about. Uh, Shohei Otani did not make the team photo. <laughs> that was – I don't get and it. And they don't... just got a random white dude to stand in for him. I don't get it. I feel like – Such – so great. I feel so like, awesome. though – that is way less racist than getting a Japanese guy to stand in for him. I mean, that that part aside, why are you not scheduling photo day around the top player on maybe ever? I don't, maybe ever. I don't know. Like, why are you not? Because why would he show up if they can just crop him in? But, like, it's not going to – people are going to zoom in – Look, they're going to have to do a really good job on the Photoshop. Real good job on it, but I don't get There's it. a lot of pressure on whoever whoever whoever, whoever is editing this picture. Whoever's editing this picture, uh there's a lot of pressure because people will be looking at this and everyone knows it's edited. So let's like let's start there. Everyone knows it's going to be edited. Yep. Uh pretty much his entire career is on the line with this one edit. Pretty if much. It sucks. He's fucked. He's fucked. If it's awesome, he still might be fucked. <laughs> not the sky's the limit for him. It's yeah. It, it's just like things with Shohei are just like weird. I feel like people are weird about Shohei. Like there's so many people that are. I feel like there's so many people that will literally like bow down to this guy to be like he is God because he's so good at baseball. Did you also see today that he said he is priority is winning. Doesn't care about getting breaking, paid breaking, as much as winning. Breaking news. Shohei Otani wants to win. Well, okay. Okay. It's news, okay? That's this the is political a political answer that he gave. I want to win. I don't want money. That's the political answer. At the end of the day, it's not him negotiating the contract. It's going to be his agent. And his agent is going to want the fattest cut of this deal that he can possibly squeeze out of a team. So if there's money to be had on the table... I can promise you the agent's going to try to to suck every last cent out of that team. Yeah, and even if he, he's saying that he was prioritizing winning, but even that doesn't really mean anything because – You play in Los ev- Angeles. Every single team that it can afford him is trying to win a championship or can win a championship right now. Like every team that can go after him has World Series aspirations. He's not going to go to – he's not going to go to the fucking – uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates for $600 million. That's not going to happen. Right. Every team that can afford him and will go after him is looking to win a World Series. So it, it really doesn't change anything. It was just news. It was just news. Um, Other news, Rangers suck. Yeah, Max Scherzer, uh, literally buy you. Like, that's all I have to say is just buy you. Uh, Acuna... Acuna Fuck Acuna. Hit two homers. His first, or his, his first homer is a Met uh, in the minor leagues. And Scherzer uh, had an awful outing. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it was like five earned. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So literally buy you Max Scherzer. Well, 
don't really know what's going on with the Rangers. I feel like they're just they are just absolutely not they're not playing the same way they were at, in earlier in the season. They're not getting the same production from the guys who are not Corey Seager and not Marcus Semien. And losing Josh Young really hurt them. It hurt them really bad because that guy was almost guaranteed to win the AL Rookie of the Year, maybe outside of Gunnar Henderson. And Josh Young was one of those young guys outside of the core of Seager and Semien and a little bit of Adolis Garcia this year that was playing very well. And they they needed him, and he got hurt. And since then, they've been sliding. And even more recently, the hitting just hasn't been the same as it was earlier in the year. Looking back on that Scherzer start that you were talking about, they lost 12-3 to against Houston. Let's see Scherzer's line. Scherzer's line. Three innings, six hits, seven earned, two walks, four Ks, three homers, which is horrible. And if you look at the hitting for the Rangers outside of Semyon, they had three hits in the game. Semyon had two of or, – or excuse me. They had five hits in the game. Semyon had four of them. So Semyon scored basically all three of their runs were to Marcus Semyon. The Texas Rangers are not getting the same – help that they were getting earlier in the season from the young guys, from the complimentary players, I'll say. Mm. And right now they're also not getting the pitching because Evaldi is still on the shelf. Scherzer has had his struggles this season, even since going over to the Rangers. We're really now seeing the Mets Max Scherzer come out after having like two or three good starts. And right now their best pitcher is Jordan Montgomery, who has been great since he got over to Texas and has been great throughout his career. He is the definition of consistency. If you want five, six innings of one to two run ball, three run ball, yep. you put Jordan Montgomery out there. That's a fact, but that can only get you so far. And right now the Rangers are struggling bad. They have fallen out of wild card contention. They have been overtaken by the Toronto Blue Jays, who have been playing better, but still I feel like aren't reaching their peak. And right now, it's a, it's a four man race between the Rays, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and the Tex and the Texas Rangers. Obviously, the Rays have a good lead, but between Seattle, Toronto, and Texas, and even Houston, it's gonna come down to the wire. As we've been saying for the past couple weeks, Houston's on a great tear, but you know we're doing this podcast. There really is not much going on outside of the AL West. Like everything else, I feel like is almost locks. Yeah. The, the NL wild card, obviously, yeah. It, they're only separated by a game, but they're just staying where they are. Everyone is performing the same. Arizona's still in. Chicago, I still think, is going to get that second spot. Philly, nobody's taken that. It's really that third spot in the NL that's up for, the, up for grabs. But right now, I think it's Arizona that's going to take it. I want Arizona to take it. I feel like... Arizona has the best chance of all those teams fighting for that last spot to upset someone in the wild card. Yeah, I think Arizona. Uh, I think Arizona is going to hold on to that third wild card spot. I don't really think that Miami or Cincinnati really will have that final push in them. Uh, but you know, a lot can happen in these last twenty or thirty games. So it's it. There's a lot of interesting things that could bring themselves onto the table. I really think the the race that I'm looking forward to seeing close out the most has to be the NL Central. 
I know the everyone's talking about the AL West. I'm excited for the NL Central. I think the Cubs are a really fun team. I'm rooting so hard for the Cubs to to close the gap on Milwaukee and take the lead in the NL Central. I'm looking now. They do have the Brewers in the last series of the year, the 29th of September through the fir- through the uh, or to the first of October. If this is like a one and a half or two game lead on either side, this series is going to be one of the most fun to tune into in the last three games of the season. It's going to be a playoff game. Yeah, these are going to be playoff games. No question. It's kind of the same thing we had last year with the Braves and the Mets. Like it all coming down to that last series where they're going to play each other, and it's going to come down to whoever wins this series wins the division. And I hope it comes down to that because, like you said, I'm on your side right there. I think the Chicago Cubs are that team. Like, I really love the Cubs. As good as Milwaukee's been playing, like, down the stretch, they've been getting great starts from Woodruff, great starts from Burns. Yelich has really turned it on the second half of the season. He's been carrying them offensively. But as good as they've been playing, that's another team that I see getting into the playoffs and just getting wiped. As good as Burns and Woodruff have been, they've shown holes. Corbin Burns, you can get after Corbin Burns, and teams in the playoffs will get after Corbin Burns. Brandon Woodruff, I really think, is the number one on that Milwaukee team, and I don't think the volatility of Freddie Peralta in a Game 3 is a good thing for them because Freddie Peralta can go out there and shove for seven innings with 12 strikeouts, or he could go out there and give up eight runs in the first. You really never know what you're going to get with him. I think Chicago is poised to win the NL Central right now. Two and a half games back from Milwaukee. But like you said, it really is going to all come down to that last series. Is it in Milwaukee or is it at Wrigley? If it's at Wrigley, Uh, Wrigley's going to go fucking nuts. I think it's in Wrigley. It's at... No, it's in Milwaukee. It's in Milwaukee, which is going to suck, but... Let me tell you something. If the Chicago Cubs are down a game or two and they go into Milwaukee and they sweep Milwaukee to end the year, watch out for the Cubs. I would not want to see them in the playoffs with that momentum that they're going to have. And if they do do this and they do take the division away from Milwaukee, they will get that last seed for the division leaders they won't be a wild card team they will get home field advantage they will play the wild card at Wrigley Field which is where they want to play it I love the Chicago Cubs to take the NL Central that's between the NL Central and the AL West those are the two races we're looking at right now and the last month is going to be really interesting for both of them because the AL West has three teams up there that could take it the NL Central has two and that, that NL wild card is going to be interesting, too. we got to see if Miami, Cincinnati, uh, San Francisco, if one of those teams are going to step up. I think not. We both think not. We tend to agree on too many things, I think. Uh, about, like, other teams that we don't really necessarily care about. Yes. Probably. We agree on, like, teams that we don't care about. But yeah. we definitely have separate opinions about our teams, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Can I just say yeah. that as much as it sucks, like, yes, we're the Red Sox, we're five, five games out. Like, it's still possible, but it's not going to happen. Definitely not. But as much as it sucks to be out of the playoffs, 
it's nice to see the young minor leaguers in AAA and AA come up and show something and show what you may have in the future. There's nothing better than at the – like besides going to the playoffs and winning a World Series, obviously. There's nothing better than – the end of the season, you get the young guys out there and you look to the future because teams are trying to keep, they got to keep that morale up. It's so sad. Just even like last year, the 2022 Red Sox were abysmal. They were out of it by August. And it was just the last two, two and a half months of the season were no fun to watch. And they didn't even bring up any young guys to watch. So it was just boring. Yeah. This year, a little bit out of it. Young guys are coming up. We're seeing sparks happening in the Bronx the Yankees are playing a lot better since the young guys came up. The Mets showing off a little bit with the young guys. The Red Sox, like all these teams, even the Rangers just called up the number, top 10 prospect in all of baseball, I think. Evan Turner, I think, something like that. Teams are bringing up the young guys, and that's fun to watch because you get to see the future of baseball, who you're going to see on your team, on that field for years to come. That, that That's what I really like about the end of the season. Yeah, it's a fun part of the season, especially when the roster expands. I don't think it expands to 40 anymore, which I really wish it did. No, I think it's 29. I think so. Maybe I think you get three extra. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is a really good time to, to really show off uh, the future talent of a lot of these teams. I'm really happy that Mauricio was brought up. Uh, you know, he might not be lighting the world on fire. Look, he is hitting 421. So, but uh, this is this is an awesome sign of what's to come for next season. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. This is I, this is my favorite. This is honestly the only thing I've looked forward to in the past three months of the Mets is like watching Mauricio play. Exactly. That that's why like it's great because it gives the the teams that are in a hole and it's like how am I going to get to the rest of the season? It gives you a reason to watch gives you a reason to root for the guys on the field because these are guys you know this offseason are going to be back. They have to be back. They, they're not going to be dealt. So those are the, like, the good feelings that you want. Those are what you, what you want to see. I know Red Sox side of things, I've really loved watching Sedan Raffaella, top three prospect in the Red Sox system. They're looking for him to start in the outfield hopefully next year. That's fun to watch. Wilger Abreu, another guy. They got with the Christian Vasquez trade last year from the Houston Astros. There was just like a throw-in that people were like, yeah, this guy's whatever. And now we're I'm seeing him come up and hit 400 in the last three weeks at the major league level. Like this is what you this is what you live for. This is and as much as it's great for us as fans, it's great for the players. They get up there, they get paid more when they're up there. They get that little audition that they need in the MLB. And that that's when we see a lot of these guys make the roster next year and come up next year right away and start, be on the opening day roster. That's what we want to see with these young guys. And it's just, it's exciting. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Like you said, uh, sneak preview into the future of what these guys can do. And I think it's great that they're getting like, especially for Mauricio, I'm happy that, you know, I wish we brought him up a little sooner, but happy that at least he's up now he's getting major league reps and he's gonna be fully ready to go in 2024 which i hope will be competitive in uh i think this is going to be a very busy off season for the mets i'm hoping yeah i think we're gonna i'm hoping i think the, the first the first i i'll throw a hot take out there i think 
Stearns is going to leave the Brewers, come to the Mets, and I think he's yep. going to bring Craig Council with him over to the Mets. He's going to bring Craig Council with him. Yep. I think Stearns is is a, a definite for the Mets, uh, and it there it in no way means that Billy Epler is out. Billy Epler will stay as the general manager. Stearns will come in as probably the president of baseball operations, something like that. Realistically, they'll have the same power. It's the same job. They'll do the same things, but there'll be two minds instead of one. And and Stearns is one of the up up and coming minds in baseball. It happens every year where these names come out. This guy has been doing this behind the scenes. He's ready for the next step. Stearns is one of those guys who's ready for the next step. He needs to get out of Milwaukee and needs to go to a big market like the New York Mets have and show what he's really made of. I think Stearns to the Mets is a guarantee. I like that. Like I think that's a great move for the Mets. Get another mind in there. You don't need to fully move off of Billy Epler because Billy Epler has made good moves before. And like you like to bring up, he does have the connection to Shohei Otani. He does have so. the connection to Otani. And I think I think I, I know a lot of reports came out saying that the Mets don't really plan on spending a, a crazy amount of money in uh in 24 on you know superstar talent but i i really think that there's no way steve cohen doesn't go after otani in some capacity like he has to do it i think we're gonna go look across overseas in japan again and uh probably grab you know a player or two from over there i think billy epler is really uh really 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 can scout talent and I think he's done a great job with Kodai Sanga, who has been one of the very few bright spots on the team this year, besides, uh, in my opinion, Lindor, uh, Alvarez. And you can make the argument that, you know, it's another great year for Alonzo. And Alonzo is not too far out of out of the uh, NL home run race. Like, there's a very real possibility he finishes the year leading the National League and maybe the whole league in homers. It's, it's definitely very possible. Alonzo's had... No, he's had a sneaky Alonzo year, really. It's just, it's, it's 40, like we talked about, it's 40 plus, he's, it's 40 plus pumps, yeah. it's 90 plus RBIs. It's just what he does. He, we talked about it last week, I'm pretty sure. He is just, he is one of the premier power hitters in the league. There's no denying that. As much as he wants to hit 200, he's still going to smash 40 to 50 homers every year. It's just, yeah. it's just how it's going to be. And, I like that you bring up the Japanese players because that's actually something that I wanted to talk about. Both of our teams are out there going after these Japanese players. The Mets, obviously, with Billy Epler, have a big presence in Japan. The Red Sox, with probably one of the, if not the biggest presence in Japan. With Yamamoto becoming a most likely an international free agent this year, the star pitcher from the World Baseball Classic Team Japan, the star pitcher in Japan, a lot of people are saying this is the next Masahiro Tanaka, if not better. This is going to be one of the best pitchers to come out of Japan. If he's not the best, like he's definitely the best pitcher in Japan, if not the entire world. This is going to be a premier pitcher in Major League Baseball. This is a guy who I personally really want the Red Sox to go out and get. We have a presence in Japan. We've been there before. We know how to recruit from Japan. We have Masataka. We have the resources to sign people from Japan. I think Yamamoto is going to get paid a lot more money than some people might think. As much as so many people in the media and other teams' officials criticize the Boston Red Sox for the Yoshida contract, five years, $95 million, 
I expect Yamamoto to blow that out of the water almost. I think Yamamoto is going to get a lot of money, and I think it's well-deserved. The way he's pitched in the NPB, the way he pitched in the World Baseball Classic against Major League hit, like I think this guy is going to be the next best pitcher that we've seen from Japan, from Japanese, from Japan. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the Red Sox to to pitch him. I'm excited for this offseason because finding out where he goes is going to be one of the big moves of the offseason besides probably Otani. Yeah, and I like this quote here by Ken Rosenthal. Uh, he in, in an article he wrote about how the, the Mets' 24 free agency and the possibility of signing Yamamoto. He says, I know what Max Scherzer said that the New York Mets general manager, Billy Epler, told the team they would not be reloading for 24 and pointing towards 25 at the earliest and more like 26 to contend. People in Mets uniforms aren't buying it. People in the industry aren't buying it. None of us should buy it, considering Steve, Cohen this, Steve Cohen's willingness to spend like no owner in Major League history. I think, like, I, I just don't think there's any way that the Mets let players, I'm not saying who we're going to get, I'm just saying there's no way that, that all this talent is out going to be out there on the open market and Cohen just sits there and watches. Yeah, you know, I, I, as much as, you know, Max Scherzer came out and said so many things, I really, uh, like, I don't think a lot of what he said is truthful. I don't think a lot of what he said is what the Mets are actually going to do. Yes. Are they maybe not being like, okay, it's World Series or bust in 24? Most likely they're they're not going to say that. They're not going to – it wasn't like this. This year for the Mets – was at the beginning of the year, World Series or bust. It was, we need to at least make the World Series or this season is a failure. This season has been a failure. The turnaround that MLB organizations can have can be quick, but it's not one year quick. It's never one year quick. I think with the what Max Scherzer was saying about the Mets going forward in 25 and 26 is more of saying in 24, we're not saying that we are World Series or bust. We are going to put a good team out there and we're going to put a young team out there to try to compete in 25 and 26 when those seasons are make the World Series or it's a bust. I think that next year the Mets, I think they're definitely going to be busy this offseason. There's no way they're not. They're not just going to sit on the team. Like Especially this past year when they sat on a lot of guys in the lineup and we know how that turned out for them. I don't expect Steve Cohen to sit on his hands. He's not that type of guy. I don't think they're going to go out there and shove millions of dollars out there like they did this past year. But I think they're definitely in the running for a guy like Yamamoto. I think they're definitely in the running for a couple of outfielders, maybe. And pitchers. The Mets need pitching. It's a fact. We went through the beginning of this year, and we talked about the Mets rotation possibly be wanting one of the best in baseball, top five rotation in baseball, you lose the two best pitchers of our generation who have had subpar seasons, and now the rotation consists of what? Kodai Sanga, it, Quintana, is, it, was it a one-year deal? He's got to be done after this year. Maybe it was a two-year deal. So, But you, Kodai Sanga, as good as he is and as good as he's been this year, cannot be your ace for your team. This team needs pitching. I think they'll make moves this offseason, but I don't think they're going to be making – World Series or bus moves like a Juan Soto or anything like that. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see, and like outside, like I'm curious to see what these 
current teams, like the pot, like I'm curious to see what the Padres' plan is for this year, what the Angels' plan is right now. What what a lot of these teams like if you're there's a lot of teams in weird situations right now. I think one of the weirdest teams right now, or and this has nothing to do with free I think the Rangers are in a bad spot. I think uh, I think now the writing is a little bit on the wall with Scherzer. I think uh, buying buying into him at the deadline looked good until. You know, I, I, I said this a few months ago. Max Scherzer did not look the same ever since that wild card game. And I really think it's true. He doesn't look the same, whether that's, uh, you know, maybe maybe as crazy as it sounds, like maybe it's still lingering issues from that Dodgers playoff run when he was being thrown at an innings rate that he was not used to. And he is getting older. Like, time is his greatest enemy right now. So he's not getting any younger. He's also not going. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like he's not going to be any. In my opinion, he's not going to get any better. Yeah. And Degrom out for all of next year, probably. Twenty five. How old is this Degrom going to be in twenty twenty five? 37, probably. And what is he going to look like after two arm surgeries? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think the Rangers are in a really weird spot. But I think, the yeah, 2025, he'll be 37. I think the problem that the Rangers have right now is just like what you said. It, it is in the rotation because the lineup is good. They have guys locked up. They have young guys, and they have guys coming. And in that rotation – don't forget that they have Jack Leiter coming. They have Kumar Rocker, who was hurt, but he's coming as well. They have a lot of guys in their system. They do have a top five-ish system in all of baseball. Don't forget they just drafted Wyatt Langford this year. Like This team is going to get better, but I agree with you. I the, have money, a, the money committed is also an issue to, it is. to prevent for other players. And, and no one's going to bite on – no one is going to bite on Scherzer's contract. No one – DeGrom, you got it. Like, who's going to take him? Well, Scherzer, how many years are they going to have him? Well, now? he's got one more. One more, but right? It's, it's a player option, which he's obviously going to take. He's going to take the player option most likely, but that's one more year they have to deal with Scherzer. That's fine. Lighter and Rocker aren't ready yet, so that, that's, that's fine one year with Scherzer. I agree. I think having DeGrom on the books with another injury is going to kill them. It's going to really hurt them. But Montgomery will be gone after this year. I believe – Martin Perez is done after this year as well. And then they, they, they have to hope that Nathan Eovaldi can come back and be the same guy. I have questions about Nathan Eovaldi coming back being the same guy because I have seen Nathan Eovaldi go down with an injury. I've seen how he's come back, and it's not the same. He is not the best bouncing back from injury, and this is a guy who has been injured a lot in his career. I'm nervous about the Rangers rotation going forward for the end of this year and next year. But the team overall, I don't have as many worries about just because they have Semyon and they have Seager locked up for another decade almost. They have Josh Young, who is very young, still on his rookie deal. They have Nathaniel Lowe still on his rookie deal. They have all these guys. They have Wyatt Lankford probably going to come up next year. They have a lot of guys for this lineup. The rotation is the problem. The rotation is what I would worry about if I was a Ranger. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they are now. 
the way they've been they playing, are. I don't think they are. And I really think you can chalk that whole at all up to Nathan Ovaldi going down with the injury. Before that, it was all Rangers. It really was like all we were talking about was how good the Rangers were and how good their lineup was. And yeah, the lineup was good, but lineups go through hot hot streaks and they go through dry spells. That's just how it works. Even the best lineups, the Braves lineup, even sometimes they struggle. Lineups will always struggle. Pitching is what gets you through it. So I think the Rangers struggles is 100% about the pitching. It's it, like even though their lineup is not as crazy as it was at the beginning of the year, you couldn't expect them to hold that standard for their whole in, the remainder of the year. It just wasn't going to happen. So I think it's all about the rotation. It's all about the Evaldi injury. And I don't know if they can get it back together because the teams above them have been – Houston has been playing insane baseball. Seattle, we know how great they've been playing. And Toronto, I still have my serious doubts about Toronto, but they have the same problem as as Texas does where they have the lineup to do it. Their rotation is almost abysmal outside of one or two guys. So – it's going to be interesting. That's going to be the race, I think. It's between the Rangers and the Blue Jays. Who can do it? I think the Blue Jays are going to have a little bit of a tougher schedule, but I don't doubt them. I don't think they can't do it, but I also don't think the Rangers can't do it. Yeah, I I don't think the I think the Rays I think the Rays are going to make the playoffs the Blue, over the Blue Jays. You mean the Blue Jays? Sorry, yes, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are going to make the playoffs over the, the Rangers for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just it's what's going to happen. Uh, is there anything else you could think of? Uh, Dodgers for a second, just before we uh, get going. Dodgers, I know we talked about it last week, how nervous we are about the Dodgers with everything happening with Julio Urias. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. He, that he is being investigated. So is Walker Bueller. And – that's what I, I was just about to get to that. Walker Bueller also came out, I think, yesterday said. that he said he will not be returning for the remainder of the season. That's something that really kills the Dodgers, really kills Dodger fans, because I think for the last month, month and a half, Walker Bueller has been coming out and talking a lot about how he's going to come back. He is ready to come back. He just needs to get through the rehab and now it comes out that he is not coming back for the rest of the season, and this leaves the Dodgers in that weird spot that I was talking about last week where they're going to have to rely on a lot of rookies down the stretch, and that's not what you want to do come playoff time. I'm worried about the Dodgers come playoff time now. Without Urias, without Bueller, Kershaw can only do so much. Yeah, Kershaw can only do so much. Lance Lynn. Can only do so fucking much. Lance Lynn can only do so much. So it's really going to be a uh, an interesting October baseball run for the Dodgers. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to make a push. Very uh, they're gonna have to make a push with a lot less talent than they've had in years past, or proven talent. Absolutely. There's there's it's just. It's sad, but again, I'll I'll never count out the Dodgers. It's it's you can't count it, out the it's Dodgers. it's the Dodgers. You can't count them out. All right, I guess we should just do picks. Let's do some picks. Yeah, and uh, since Jake left, we have no music, but I'll sing. Do 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 do. 
do, do, no, do. That's the intro. I do that every time. What is the pick song? I can't, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. All right. Picks for Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Let's do Saturday. Let's do Saturday because it's Friday. All right. I can go first. I am going to take – Actually, can you go first? I can go first, 100%. I don't don't know what I want to take. I'm going to take the beautiful boys down in Boston. I'm going to take the fellas, the Boston Red Sox, taking on the Baltimore Orioles, Jack Flaherty against Chris Sale. It's at Fenway. I'm not nervous at all. Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox. They're going to lose two out of three in the series, but they're going to win this one. Oh, I'm taking Reds. They're plus money. I don't have a line, but the Cardinals are favorites. Uh, and it's in it's in Cincinnati, so let me I'm, look at pitching. Match. I'm going with the Reds. Don't know either of the pitchers. Reds, Reds. Dodd's going Reds. Jake is going Orioles. Red Sox over because it's Jake, and that's what he does. Yeah, okay. I I can do a roulette spin. Okay, because I'm a genius who bet a lot of money on Lions money line last night. That's true. Go Lions. Go Lions. Go five and a half. Also, football back. It is back. It's very back. It's fall now. It's not summer anymore. I know. Football's trying to phase out baseball, and I don't like it. Baseball. I don't like to forget about baseball playoffs. It is fun to watch baseball playoffs. It'd be cool if, like, a weird team was in it, like the Marlins. Be a good. It'd be cool if a weird team, like, did good. I want a weird team to win. I, I definitely want a weird team to win. Let's okay, Cincinnati uh, Reds World Series. It's not working. All right, we're not doing live because live's not working. Oh well. I will work. take number eight. You feel? Do you like number eight? Yeah. I'm gonna take number two. Okay. Because of Djokovic. For because of Djokovic, two, eight, and Jake likes twenty-two. Spin. And it is two. Let's go. Oh my god. What'd you win? How much? 30 bucks. That's sick. Let's fucking go. Suck it, Jake, when you listen to this. Fuck you. I'm better. You're the only one who hasn't gotten it. Fuck you, Jake. All right. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you, Djokovic. All right. Well, that's our show. That is. Do, 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 do.